started right now. So Marianne, I appreciate you coming back on. I'm going to pray, even though it's 1.30 in the afternoon, because I forgot to push the play button this morning, and you graciously were willing to come back on and share uh, the content that the Lord clearly spoke to you. So uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you as it's now afternoon and it's a beautiful sunny day here in Cincinnati, Marianne. Um, and we thank that, thank you that I get to reconnect with Marianne um, and that you're connected with us, Holy Spirit, all the time. And we just thank you for um, your presence and we thank you for the gifts that you continue to bless us with. And one of the greatest gifts that you've blessed us with is each other and that we get to love each other and encourage each other. So again, I ask you to bless Marianne and her marriage and her relationships and uh, Holy Spirit, again, we just ask you to speak through Marianne again this afternoon, words that are, that are encouraging and equipping for us. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you, amen. Marianne, thank you for jumping back on this afternoon and carving time out for uh, the tribe that wasn't able to listen to the Holy Spirit speak through you this this morning, and I'm confident he's going to speak through you uh, this afternoon as well. Well, good afternoon, tribe. It's so awesome, incredible, once again, to uh, be with each one of you, and I just pray that the Lord will just richly bless you with rich encouragement, yes. edification, and above all, a great, incredible, secure hope in him, yes. in the name of Jesus. What is the strongest part of any building? The foundation is because it bears the weight, compression, and tension of all other parts of the structure of a building and is hopefully built to hold the house in place even during an earthquake and cyclone. The Bible talks about the necessity for followers of Jesus Christ to have a solid foundation that will secure one's faith in him through all of life's varied and many fierce storms and testings that occur in the valleys, mountains, and flatlands, no matter what our age. Yeah. Who can relate to vexing trials filled with false accusations, mm. betrayals, yeah. broken covenants, yeah. hellish persuasions, devastations of tremendous loss, alluring deceptive options, hmm. hopes shattered and deferred, heavy anxieties, fierce fears, hmm. overwhelming battles and challenges that appear initially as defeats and the wits and experiences. As I've been listening to many PSP messages from all of you, I was reminded about how the four components found in the early church believers in the book of Acts are present within PSB. Mm -hmm. What are these four components? They are the Holy Spirit, prayer, the Word of God, and fellowship. Which one of the four provides the other three their ability to function? It is our beloved Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. our only infinity power life charger. The Holy Spirit is miraculously experienced by God's people throughout the Old Testament. In Numbers eleven fourteen, Moses speaks to the Lord and says, I am not able to carry this entire people alone. The burden is too heavy for me. 
Notice how Moses asked God to provide leadership, help, and did not ask the leaders of the people themselves to provide how they could help him. The Lord responds in verse 16 with his plan to provide. Gather for me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you, Moses, know to be the elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them to the tent of meeting and let them take their stand there with you. And I will come down and talk with you there. And I will take some of the spirit that is on you and put it on them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with you so that you may not bear it yourself alone. Moses now knows God's plan to provide what he asked. And he moves forward with confidence. Verses 24 through 29 say, so Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he, Moses, gathered 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him, Moses, and took some of the spirit that was on him, Moses, and put it, the spirit, on the 70 elders. And as soon as the spirit rested on them, they prophesied. But they did not continue doing it. Now two men remained at the camp, one named Eldad and the other named Medad, and the spirit rested on them. They were among those registered, but they had not gone out of the tent. And so they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the assistant of Moses from his youth, said, My Lord Moses, stop them. But Moses said to him, Joshua, are you jealous for my sake? Would that all, all the Lord's people were prophets, that the Lord would put his spirit on them. Moses has no jealousy for others to be used by God. Did you hear the phrase, the spirit on Moses and the spirit on the 70 leaders? God's spirit would come upon selected ones in the Old Testament, and they would prophesy and speak the messages from the Lord God to his people. But then came what was highly anticipated and gloriously promised. What came? Pentecost, mm-hmm. as proclaimed in Acts 2:16, that the prophet Joel had proclaimed in Joel chapter 2. As Jay Stott stated, Pentecost is not the birthday of the people of God, mm-hmm. but it is the birthday of the Spirit-filled body of Christ. Mm-hmm. This outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost that Jesus had promised would now transform everything. As committed believers, we each would now have the Holy Spirit living within us 24-7. He would instruct us in the ways of our Lord's truth. He would guide us in his steps. He would inspire us to remember what we learn. He would empower us to use spiritual gifts to build up the body of Christ. He would lead us to a deeper loving and knowing of our one true God, Jesus Christ. He would give us power to overcome temptation. He would pray for us when we would not know how to pray the Father's will. He would convict us 
of sin and bring us to forgiveness through repentance in Jesus' blood. He would shed abroad in our hearts the comfort of God measured perfectly to the need. He would be our boldness to speak truth about Jesus in his word, in love, empowering us to overcome fears. He would shed abroad his love in our hearts for total devotion to our King Jesus, love for our brothers and sisters in the kingdom of God, and a passion to see lost souls saved through faith in the atonement of Jesus. He would be the voice of our Lord within, lighting our path with the Lord God's eternal truth. We each have our own unique personal Pentecost testimony. When the life of the Son of God through his Spirit came to live within each one of us at conversion, creating in us his newness of life birthed within us by his Spirit that would empower us by his word through Christ to become his redeemed children. In the book of Acts, after Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit, he spoke a message to the crowd. Beginning in chapter 2, verses 41 through 42, it says, So those who received his, Peter's word, were baptized and were added that day about 3,000 souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. What does this passage in Acts state these believers were devoted to? These believers, through the now indwelling Holy Spirit, were devoted to the apostles' teaching, the word of God, which we miraculously have in our possession. It also states they were devoted to praying and fellowship with each other that included loving, serving, and giving. In the book of John, chapter 15 and 16, Jesus proclaims that the Holy Spirit, whom he sent to us from the Father, is the helper, the convictor of sin, righteousness, and judgment, the guide into all truth, the speaker for God, and the glorifier and the witness for Jesus. The Holy Spirit's desire is to help us. Moses asked for helpers. Why? Because the job was too big for him alone. God gave Moses 70 elders to help. None of these men lived inside of Moses. They all did their helping on the outside of Moses. After Pentecost, all followers of Jesus Christ would now have the presence of the divine helper, the Holy Spirit, living within each one of us, sent by Jesus, empowering and equipping us. What can the Holy Spirit do for us as our helper? The weak can be made strong. The fearful can become courageous. The timid can become bold. The insecure can be made secure. Mm -hmm. The aimless can be made God-purposed. The ones in bondage can be set free. The defeated can experience gateways to other victories. The simple-minded can be made wise. Mm. 
The proud can become humble. The stubborn can become submissive. The blinded can be made to see. The deaf can be made to hear. The wayward can straighten their path. The hopeless can become hopeful. The deceived can become discerning. The faithless can become faithful. The downcast can start a new chapter of victory. The lonely can have rich fellowship. Mm -hmm. The immoral can become holy. The liar can become truthful. The idolater can become a worshiper in spirit and truth. Mm -hmm. The jealous can become content. The drunkard can become sober. The hateful can become loving. The complainers can become praisers. The gossipers can become intercessors. The strifeful can become peacemakers. The broken can be made whole. The unthankful can become thankful. The babe in Christ can become the mature in Christ. And the what is in it for me attitude can become transformed to become the all about the Lord Jesus attitude. Now, can we all put on our 3D imagination glasses? Please imagine before you a cement foundation perfectly laid. Imagine yourself standing at the center of the foundation on top of it. Fierce, strong, gusty winds descend upon you. You are blown off the foundation, going aerial without any control. Mm -hmm. Now imagine before you another cement foundation, also perfectly laid as the first one. But this time, imagine your feet and your ankles actually in the cement foundation itself. You are not on top of the foundation anymore, but your feet are actually within the cement of the foundation. Hmm. Now, here comes those same winds of destruction descending upon you. They will cause you to sway left and right, and you will go up and down. Hmm. However, because you are actually in the foundation itself, you will remain on the foundation. Hmm. The helper, the Holy Spirit, wants to secure each one of us into the foundation of our faith in Jesus Christ, through his power and his love in truth. He is the power source of our faith that lives within us. He alone can empower us to stand firm for Jesus when everyone and everything around us is not. The Lord God wondrously inspired Jerry to start PSP, which provides to all of us a rich time together as believers, these times can help our feet of faith to sink deeper into the salvation foundation of Christ, mm-hmm. growing our roots deeper in the life of Christ within us. I long to hear what the Holy Spirit inspires you to share. If you need ideas, the Holy Spirit has them. If you need courage, He will supply. I thank each and every one of you for all your time 
and all your effort that you have given to keep this fellowship centered on the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, prayer, and fellowship. Mm. I will close with this challenge for us all. Is there anything within us that is preventing the Holy Spirit from cementing Mm. our feet of faith into the salvation foundation of Jesus? Mm -hmm. If so, what is our plan to overcome that thing? Good. That's good, Marianne. I, I made a note on that this morning and I put, what is grieving the spirit? And that, that could be, you know, as we do a self audit again, um, again and again daily, uh, as I do a self, I should be doing a self audit on myself. Is there anything I'm doing that is getting away from the Holy Spirit's power that is, you know, trying to uh, go and do things through me? So I think that's a good I made a, I didn't comment on that this morning, but I, I definitely made a note of that. And the other thing that struck me that I didn't note this morning that I'll repeat is that a lot of times leaders think, you know, this job, this task, this whatever, this mission is way too big for me or and or um, I feel like I'm not qualified. And that um, your reminder this morning is that you don't have to be qualified because he is qualified. Um, He is bigger. He, the Holy Spirit, is bigger than any of the challenges or circumstances that that you and I face. And he is overqualified for uh, those tasks at hand. So, um, and I also really love, and I put this, uh, I put this note here, blank can become blank. So uh, people like myself that um, might struggle with ego or pride I can become humble. Um, and so whatever, whatever's the, you know, before and whatever's the after that the Holy Spirit can do, that we can become whatever it is that we need to become that would help us be, in my case, a better spouse, a better leader, a better father, a better friend, um, that the Holy Spirit is willing and is able. That's a great message for me today. So once again, I appreciate you coming back. And um, when people listen to this, regardless of the time, I would just ask you to uh, pray, uh, pray us into the rest of the day whenever people are listening to this, Marianne. Okay. Father, it's such an honor to be in your presence with Father God, my brothers and sisters in Christ. And Lord, I just pray that you would just strengthen each one to be able to be that overcomer that you want them to be, that they might shine for you yes. and you might be honored in all that is said and done. I just pray that you be the lifter of each person's soul today, that they would be able to catch your gaze and be in awe. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.